What's up, y'all? This is Felix, age 29, occupation pre-registration specialist for radiology business department for our hospital. Let's see, our common favorite thing we came up with this week is favorite water ice flavor. I have to, y- y'all are gonna think I'm crazy, but I like lemon the best. And my secret favorite thing for this week is my favorite my favorite candle scent is candid candied coral berry. Is coral berry a real thing? No, right? I have no clue. I'm looking at it right now, though. It smells so fucking good. <laughs> Wait so, a minute. So, Wait a minute. So good. This is record time. I'm gonna Google this right now. <laughs> coral berry, all one word, right? Yeah. Coral berry. Uh, oh my god. Wait, it's real. Oh shit. I said candid. I, I, it's definitely candied. Candid, like candid yams, right? Yeah, candid yams. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a thing. All right. All right. I'm I'm impressed. Why would I lie to you about it? <laughs> not no, not that you would lie to me, but you know they have like some things have dumb flavors like yum berry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was like okay. one of, the, of those fake flavors, but I guess not. <laughs> anyway, what's up, everyone? This is Jim, age 29, statistician and volunteer tutor. My favorite water ice flavor is chocolate. Quickly before I get to the secret thing, for those of you who are not from the Philly area, water ice is kind of like shaved ice or Italian ice or there's something called Polish ice, which I've heard of. I've never seen it, you know, I so I don't know, but it's a it's basically a soft version of a snow cone. That's the best way that I can describe it to all of the non-believers out there. Like really huge in Philly, I, I, and it always used to be like an attraction, a part of like tourist spots and stuff. But it seems to have been dropping off recently. At, at least to me, maybe I'm just getting older. Well, there have been some places that have closed down. Like there was this place, Pops, that was a really good chain of. of uh, it wasn't better than John's of water ice places, but Italianos is the best. No, I, no, I don't hear. I don't. No, uh, John's no, John's no, on no, Christian. No, no, no. Okay, I'm, right. I'm not listening. And my favorite candle scent, you know, I'm going to be real boring and go with cinnamon. That is so boring. But it's really nice. I have it in my bedroom right now. I almost Do you have a woodwick candle? It. What's that? Woodwick candles where the wick is wood, so it has a crackling noise. It's very therapeutic. No, Felix. See, I like to keep it simple. No, or you're just a simple tin. All right. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Hey y'all, I'm Cassie. I'm 25. I'm a program manager at a social policy research firm. Uh, My favorite water ice flavor is mango, definitely. And I am a candle fiend. uh, But if I had to pick one, it's a Yankee candle. um, I think it's called Soft Blanket. And that is like a soothing. Yeah, it's great. Um, But bonus points for the Woodwicks. Those are awesome too. Okay. All right. So see, see, Jim... You're just a you're just a pleb among yeah, us. Yeah, cinnamon is weird. <laughs> wait, Felix, where did she come from? Oh wait, yeah, who are you? Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, yeah, as promised this week, we have a guest, Cassie. So Hello. welcome. Thank you. And why don't we start it off, Cassie? Say something cool, and then we'll break into the intro song. Now I'm terrible about being put on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. Let's roll it.
Inside Japan's Hottest Reality Show. So come on in, take off those shoes, and let's get started. Well, as we said before we broke, before the intro song, we have a guest, Cassie. So, Cassie, thank you so much. This is me clapping. <laughs> this isn't me slapping thank packages you. of meat. This is me clapping. <laughs> Thanks. I'm, I'm honored to be included. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to have uh, to talk to you about it because the questions that you uh, sent in last time, I wish we would have got to a little bit more of it, but um, you had a lot of really good input on on some of the uh, episodes that we had. Yeah, you really, I liked, I mean, we started off with your question and it was awesome. It was insightful. It was, it was probably the longest question that, or question slash comment that we got, mm-hmm. wasn't it, Felix? Yeah, no, definitely by far, but you can definitely tell that she will bring some good stuff to the table this time around yeah i'm excited so cassie if you don't mind me asking how did you get into the show it's actually a really great story jim uh i know someone in my real life who was on the show (gasps) and i won't i won't say who because i don't want to kind of put them on blast but such a good friend well yeah um more of an acquaintance really i guess but so i saw this person posting about it on social media. And I think it's really cool when someone you know ends up on any reality show. So naturally, my first response was, I need to go watch this show and see what what they're doing. Um, So I ended up watching most of Aloha State and was hooked. And a couple Netflix hours later ended up in um, this season and then have continued on with opening new doors. So yeah, I'm, I'm in deep. Oh, I'm going to try so hard not to keep drilling in to see who it is, but okay. But that's really cool. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming on to the, uh, the show. I know it's going to be tough because it's like, was your friend the one from Aloha State <laughs> who was the guilty samurai, right? There are so not, many leading questions. I will not confirm nor deny. Good. Good. I like that. Okay. All right. I like that. Well, thanks for that. I don't want to just pepper you with questions because <laughs> we got some stuff to talk about. Felix, I have a bad feeling this week. I think, I hope we can stay friends after this week. Oh, Jim, I- <laughs> that's not a good precursor to this episode. What? Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so. We just got to go into it. Yeah, we do, we do. So this week we are on episode 10, where we will be discussing episodes 24 through 26 of Terrace House. And so with episode 24, we see Natsumi and Minori meeting up for lunch in the city. They meet up. It really seems like Natsumi was extending the olive branch there. She seemed like she was much more calm, and she wasn't asking those hard-edged questions that we've seen her ask since basically she set foot in the house. It finally, they both worked to meet each other in the middle, I finally think. Minori started to say more what's on her mind, and Nachan kind of pulled back a little bit being like pressuring with questions and stuff and because of that and where they met they seem to have like forged the friendship that seems very genuine to me just with this like this one scene over okonomiyaki like it just seems so genuine to me yeah i think you're right and something else that i liked about it was it didn't seem awkward and what i mean by that is they didn't keep the topics on the surface, you know, they didn't say, well, how long have you been a model? How long have you been an actress for X amount of years, or whatever? They get back into talking what caused them to clash in the first place. They talk about the meat incident and Minori and Uchi's relationship. So it's not that surface level stuff that you would talk to an acquaintance about. They get right into what seems like a very good, serious friendship. 
I think that actually, too, it shows a lot of growth on on both of their parts. I think Nachan is able to understand how before she came off strongly and kind of aggressively. And so she's able to to pull back a little bit, understanding that Minori doesn't quite have that same kind of personality. But for Minori, too, previously, I mean, I think it's huge that Minori's even, like, talking about her feelings and kind of elaborating because previously she's kind of just clamming up or is like, I don't want to talk about it. Um, so that they're both able to kind of speak to each other, which is different for both of them, I think was really touching to watch. And I do think they're becoming or have become genuine friends. You can definitely see the biggest growth in Minori. Like, I definitely agree with that. We get a a taste of what they're talking about, right, from what we see. And Minori talks about how she, she says that she's happy that the meat incident occurred because she said that it felt like it brought her and Uchi closer together, which I thought, you know, you, well, I there's, I can't just say you now. I have to say the both of you or mm-hmm. all of you have talked about <laughs> how Minoni was the one who grew the most. And I think this is yet another example of that because she, she really took what could have been a very bad situation and she saw the good in it and she turned it around and she was very positive about what was going on after the meat incident. It enables them to talk more as a couple. And it was very positive, and I really enjoyed hearing her say that. Beyond that, it's not just Uchinori that grew, but it branched off to everybody else in the house, especially Nachan um, and everybody else. It brought everybody closer. In the next scene, though, I just want to say when they're making chocolate, the Valentine's Day chocolate... It just made me smile. I caught myself grin, like just this huge smile on my face while watching the scene where they're all they're big, like they had the playful banter, making chocolate for the guys. I just I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really like that chocolate scene too. So it's Natsumi and Minori, and they're making chocolates. They also looked really good. I think about the chocolates I I see in stores and stuff, and I just thought I would love for them to make me some chocolate cookies. Have you ever received? homemade chocolates for valentine's day uh no no one's loved me that much in my entire life cassie what about you received homemade chocolates yeah for well specifically no, for valentine's not homemade day. but i have been given the classic like cvs heart-shaped <laughs> russell stover <I> situation <laughs> so ain't nothing wrong with that i, I don't know no I i'm not complaining I, yeah i definitely enjoy chocolate <laughs> I never was that popular, not to like bring down this, bring down the conversation, but I wasn't, I wasn't like that popular, uh, like growing up and like being like in grade school and, uh, in high school, I went to an all boys school, but don't I be remember, so hard on yourself, Felix. <laughs> I just remember though, in seventh grade, gave me homemade uh, chocolate chip cookies. Wow. Just yeah. you? No, no, everybody got him. Oh. <laughs> that was about to be a real sweet story, and now I just I can't lie. Like, wow. Were they good? They were pretty good. No, that's nice. And I, I don't think I've ever, because I'm sure they were like individually, not each cookie, but did she make like little packs to give to everyone? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I don't even think I've gotten that. You know, this is really depressing because none of us have, we're just talking like Cassie got like her shit from CVS. Well, well, just let me just, you know, offer the counterpoint here. 
the girls made chocolate for the boys, but did the boys do anything for the girls on Valentine's Day? No, because in Japan, I was going to go into this, they have a, a day called White Day. And that's when the guys return the favor to uh, the girls. So they had an excuse. Okay. Valentine's Day, I don't know if y'all know, but Valentine's Day in Japan is huge. I've heard stories, but I have never experienced it for myself. Yeah, no, it is, it is very, it, it's a very big thing. Kudumi won't return my calls, but that's all right. Stalking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it certainly seems like it's a big thing because they make everyone. I mean, it's these hand dipped chocolate cookies, and they're really, really good. And Uchi gets some special ones, right? We see them giving out the little bags, but Uchi gets his little special ones from Minori, as he should. And Armand mm-hmm. gets the leftovers. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. So <laughs> when I was watching this, I was cracking up and smiling and it's it's such a this cast was probably my favorite lineup so far after everything was flushed out and the chemistry and their banter and, and just them talking and joking around made me so happy. And I think that the catalyst for this was what we saw in the beginning of the episode with Minori and Natsumi because that had been the big deal for the past couple episodes, I think, since episode 22 or so. I'm guessing whenever Natsumi came in, it was immediate and the tension was palpable. But when she turned the corner and she realized, hey, maybe I need to watch how I say things, all of a sudden there is harmony in the whole house. So I'm with you, man. I think this is my favorite lineup thus far. And Cassie Wall, you mentioned that Armand got the leftovers. <laughs> At one point, Natsumi says to Arman, oh, don't worry. I'm sure Arisa has something for you. And I'm thinking you are getting this boy's hopes up. She does not have anything. She maybe has like an old hat for yeah. him. <laughs> like but a prototype it. hat that doesn't have anything on it. Like you can't even put it on your head. It's just there's like no opening just to give to Arman because she doesn't have shit else for him. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so, so we see them do the cookie exchange. And then they go snowboarding, right? After Uchi and Minori announced that they're going to leave, right? That's that's when they let everyone know. Armand reinvents snowboarding. What did do you mean? You, did you not see how he was riding his board? Oh, oh yeah, riding forward. Right. He was just riding like chest forward. Yeah. I was kind of worried. It looked like he was just always going to fall down. I was like holding my breath watching him go down because it, it just, if anything fall. gave, yeah. He would have just totally fallen, so or fell, right? I speak English. Fell, fallen, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, um, post snowboarding, they're at dinner, and it's a really cool place. It seemed like an American themed place. There was English everywhere. I saw an American flag pillow on the couch, and Natsumi asks what the most memorable instance was, or not instance, but uh, incident, or just the thing that that that, that both Uchi and Minoni will remember the most. And Uchi cites the coward incident with the omurais. He maybe has accepted that he probably needed that to happen, right? It spurred him into action. And we talked at length about how what he did immediately was not okay. As a whole, it seemed like everyone was able to move past that terrible, terrible awkwardness with Uchi and Minori. And they seem like they're doing pretty well now. And everything seems hunky-dory doesn't it yeah they they seemed everybody seemed stunned that he didn't say the meat incident and i agreed because that by far was 
the worst thing that's happened thus far, at least to to him and or them as a couple. And by worst thing, it definitely was for the better, as we stated before. But, you know, he broke down crying because there was just so much buildup. And uh, in the end, though, it brought him closer. So they get back from their dinner and they split off in their rooms. They talk about how sad they are to be leaving and the guys wish Uchi well and luck in the future. Did you feel anything? Did you did did you guys feel anything like with them leaving? <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> did you not like them? It's not that I don't like them. I think I I don't think they make for very compelling television at some point. Mm-hmm. Um mm. I think they're really comfortable with each other. I don't think their personalities, I mean, rightfully, I probably wouldn't be very compelling on this show, um, but I think their personalities just are kind of better off sticking to themselves, and they've they've settled down. I think I think they're best suited to kind of hang out in their Japanese-style room and kind of mumble to each other, and, you know, they I feel like it, feel like it ran its course for the, the Terrace House kind of show of it. Yeah, I, I, was, I was sad. I started tearing up a little bit because... With the scene with Nachan and Minori, I don't know if you recall, but like during that same dinner scene, it was really cute how Minori was like, "So we're not in to to Nachan, so we're not a weird couple." And Nachan was like, "No, you're not a weird couple." And that was just like the icing on the cake for their arc, because you remember that was the very first thing. Right. It was very neat. It was and such a nice resolution at the end. I, 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 I teared up. I cried. I'll admit it. Yeah, I cried. The impact that two people leave, and especially when it's a couple, and as we had been discussing, when they leave on such a high note, I can see, Cassie, where you're coming from. With It, it sort of run its course as far as entertainment goes. But something that I was thinking about was, oh, man, I, I wonder how much more they could possibly grow together and the answer is still probably a lot, but we're not going to see it because they're not in Terrace House anymore. One quick thing before we move on, I want to mention that when all of the ladies were in their room after dinner, Arisa maybe said one thing or maybe two. It was just kind of a, yeah, I'm sorry you'll be going. She is just MIA for a lot of stuff. I wrote that down in my notes also. It's, whenever she shows up or says anything, I forget that she was there. I don't have much against her. The whole Armand thing, look, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But just her and her contributions or lack thereof to the house, they're painfully obvious at this point. <laughs> so I feel the same way that you do, man. I kind of think, oh, yeah, it's it's the hat lady, and I move on. So the next morning, we see Uchi and Munori make their exit, and... This is when I got a bit sad, Felix, seeing them. Natsumi and Minori, when they hugged, I just thought, man. So before they leave, I think the night before, they're all sitting on the couch drinking, and Uji's definitely drunk. And <laughs> this part stood out to me. I'm, I think this is also why I kind of have a weird feeling about Uchi Nori. Um, Uchi was drunk, and I, I definitely subscribe to the theory that drunk words are sober thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. And he was talking about how... Minori kind of makes comments towards him. Oh, you know, she says she doesn't really like me and then tells her that he loves her, but is kind of making these comments like, oh, why are you making a face, blah, blah, blah. And so that's when they 
I mean, that's kind of their last, like, night in the house. And there's clearly this disconnect between how they feel about each other. And I think that's why I'm like, you guys need to leave and go figure your stuff out. Man. Like, not Oof. around other people. I mean, but it's kind of a, that's a big disconnect to have right there. And clearly Uchi's smiling through it. But I'm like, ooh, those those sound like some feelings down there that you need to address. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely noticed that. I took that as that's just how they are. But hearing That's you fair. explain it no but hearing you explain it i tilting my feelings towards how you feel because he, that's like the first time we ever seen him drunk i don't I, right i i don't yeah recall. he's usually pretty buttoned up yeah, yeah but i guess he decided to go uh crazy with the five percent alcohol content it was four percent Four i couldn't even give him percent huh yeah. so yeah and yeah, he got pretty drunk there. And it seemed when he was making faces or whatever, Minori and I think was it Nachan where they were just like, Oh, Kimo like so like it was a very like disgusting. They were saying like just oh this is disgusting. <laughs> he was creepy. And I was just like, That's your boyfriend, isn't it? <laughs> right. It was just kind of a strange that's not necessary I mean, you know, to each their own, right? But it was just kind of an interesting, oh, so this is how you guys are interacting with each other? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I, I do I do agree with you. Yeah, with them, we ha- they've been there for a while, right? And it seems like they do have some stuff to work out. So just give us two new characters so we can enjoy growth with them rather than Uchinori. And get these new characters we do. So we have Misaki, Misaki Tamori. So she comes in. She seemed a little bit, uh, hmm, how to put this lately? (laughs) Not absent-minded, but maybe careless? Yeah, okay, aloof, aloof, yeah, yeah. Uh, She seems to be a free talker, which I really like because I have a feeling like she and Natsumi, maybe they won't clash, but I think they'll have some interesting interactions. And as far as personality goes, she comes in and she says... I don't like to clean, and I'm kind of messy. I don't like to clean up when I'm done eating because... And Armand jumps in and goes, yeah, because you can save it for later. And that just disgusted me so much. I hated that, and I can't I can't put my finger on why. He's like, you may want to eat it later. <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah. I mean, you have a fridge, right? You have... And if it's unperishable, a cabinet, right? It just... It seems so lazy, I have this bowl of stuff. Let me leave it on the kitchen table. Yeah, you might want to eat it. That's fine. Leftovers are a very real thing. I, I totally believe in leftovers. But the way she phrased it just made it sound like she was going to leave out, like, soup and, like, smoothies and all this, like, I don't know. Ugh, like the God. one scene with the one strand of udon oh. on the side of the Oh, bowl. God. Why? Why did they shove that? Yeah, that totally skewed me out for some reason. So Misaki comes in, and of course Arman and Hikaru ask each other about their thoughts. And Arman, he's a little dismissive. He says that she that he feels like she's not really his type. But Hikaru immediately, in all of his 18-year-old, his raging hormones, goes, Yeah, she's totally hot, bro. I want to pursue her, bro. You totally get that vibe from him. I don't think it's that intense. Really? From, no, I... I think Armand definitely did say, yeah, she doesn't seem like my type. But the way Hikaru was saying, the way I took it was more like, 
she's cute. I'm going to pursue it. <laughs> not not the whole bro thing. I think you're getting that from just two guys talking about it in secret before they go back to the, the rest of the party. Well, a part of it, too, I think is, I mean, this also comes up a bit later, and it's, it's, it's really something I want to dive into in a few moments. But the way that Hikaru talks, he really, you know how he's feeling. He's very intense. He's very passionate. Even if he doesn't think he comes off as that. And I think maybe a part of it could be that in contrast to Armand, who barely shows any emotion. I mean, even when he confessed to Arisa, I mean, dude just does not move his face. He moves his mouth like the bare minimum you need to so that sound can escape from it. That's not a knock on him. That's not a, I, I love Armand, but Hikaru is very, you know when he's made, you know when he's crushing on someone. So maybe it was the contrast there for me that kind of made him into that bro stereotype in my head. But I don't know. It seemed like it was kind of hard, like he was really, really feeling Misaki. And they're talking a bit later, and of course the what are your goals thing comes up, and Misaki wants to build a theme park. I'll say it. I think that's a red flag. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to say it. It just, it brings up a lot of questions. Like? How old is she? 24? 23, yeah. 24? Yeah, I think I think the, the panel makes a, a comment later that after age 20, you, you shouldn't really be talking about amusement parks like that. Though, full disclosure, I do, I am a season pass holder to Six Flags, um, and I don't really know how to feel about that in relation well, to talk. this conversation. <laughs> but the difference the is, <laughs> <laughs> the difference is, is that I, when people ask me what my goal is, I don't say, I would like to build an amusement park. <laughs> I, I mean, not I knocking people who want to like roller coaster tycoon themselves, but yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> that's not me. I don't. I don't. I personally don't. At first, yes, I can see how it's just childish, but if that's her dream, right? <laughs> at least she has a dream, not like Mizuki. You hey, know, hey, hey, she hey, 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 hey. <laughs> she wanted to what? It was a coffee shop. <laughs> she wants a combined Did sports she? and a sports coffee. coffee shop. Yeah, yeah it's like a sports that's, bar. That's not. Fine. See, that's not. At least for tap, that wasn't like pinpointed enough. Like, like it wasn't um, funneled enough. It wasn't. Where's your budget? Solved. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, How much is your good recharging for least, overhead? At least, at least Misaki has the idea. I want to build a theme park. I would love to have tap do a cross examination on Misaki for her amusement park. She goal. would cry. I would. I think it would be hilarious. Yeah, she might cry. That part wouldn't be fun. But, but no, she said it herself. I just want to know she, more. Yeah, Misaki definitely says she's the type to respond, though. She's not just the one to just sit there and then cry. She she will rebut, like rebuke, rebuke. No, not rebuke. Rebuttal. What's the verb for rebuttal? You could say like she would. Rebut? She would offer rebut. a rebuttal. Maybe. Yeah, she would. She would offer a rebuttal. And I think is it Armand or no? I think. When they're talking in the kitchen, this might have been a few moments before she talks about how she wants to be a roller coaster tycoon. But Natsumi <laughs> says, I'm pretty open, so I might say things. And Misaki goes, oh, I'll say things right back. And Armand is, he's kind of in the corner like, yeah, it's going to go down. <laughs> he doesn't say that. But yeah, it's very clear, as you said, Felix, that Misaki is the one. She will, kind of like Hikaru, I think she's not going to be one to hide how she's feeling whether it's well thought out or not thought out at all, but she's going to speak her mind. And 
I'm excited as hell to see what happens with her because I don't know quite how to feel about her at this point. But I am yeah. strapped in her I'm crazy excited. roller coaster ride. I'm ready to go, man. Yeah, it's just roller, roller it's awesome. Tiger. Roller coaster tiger. You know, oh. I just want to say that game. I never seriously played that game. I played it one time what? and didn't. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm so familiar with it, but I've never actually sat down to play. It. You never made I a roller coaster that just goes straight into the ground. <laughs> And that's why, because I'm not a little psychopath, <laughs> or I wasn't, a, not that you are now, but I was not a young oh psychopath, I should say. I feel like that's messed up, man. Mm. <laughs> Listen, don't, don't, don't you talk about my dreams and aspirations. Okay, <laughs> All right, okay, I won't. So I won't. what I want to say before we close out, I want to point out something before we close out this episode and hopping over to the next one. At the dinner table, did you notice the... They were talking about driving and drivers. Yes. And uh, it came up that Hikaru is not a good driver. They were teasing him about it. And Misaki, like her first night in the house, says, you can't be a good driver. You seem like a bad driver. And he took great offense to that. And he stormed out. Did you think that was justified from Hikaru? Storming out? Let's break that down. Let's say having a generally negative reaction and then no. storming out. Okay, so no, wait, no, then yes. Okay. Meaning, of course, I would have a negative reaction to that if, just, if it was somebody I just met and someone's prejudging me. Yes, of course, I'd be upset. Storming out, though, no. That was kind of, I want to say childish, but... I think that's a good word to use. Okay. I, yeah. I thought that was a little bit too harsh, but... He didn't really storm out, though. I mean, I, if I remember correctly, he got up and was kind of being he a little slammed. standoffish and then just left. But it's he not like he, a you know, pushed his he left. chair back mm-hmm. and, you know... Slammed his dishes. Stalked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I took that as... Getting up and leaving that way, it, it seemed very childish in how he put his like he had his hat down and like his pushing his, or i he had his head down pushing his chair in and then like slamming dishes into the sink i i thought that was that was as much of a storm out as you can get from him i think in general it can be interpreted a, a couple different ways because if he was planning on leaving anyway then it's hard to leave gracefully at that point like i don't know what he would have been able to say that would have allowed him to leave in a t- like not timely but in an appropriate way so to speak i think the thing about this scene and i'm glad this was brought up so thank you um this is when they first maybe not the first time but at least in this episode they accuse him of being mad yes right and this is something again i said you know i'll bring it up later but this is you know let's talk about it now because it happens this was something this really didn't sit well with me in these three episodes and this this was a big deal because it's You know, we talk about him being a bit childish, which I think is usually justified. But I think the behavior that is leveled on him by repeatedly asking him if he's mad and then when he says no, they keep on pushing it. They go, oh, you seem like you'd be mad. And even when it shows, like, the women talking in their room, they often talk about this with him. And it's okay if someone seems like they might get angry, but if someone tells you, no, it's okay, I'm not mad, there's really not much you can do because if you push it as they have, 
we see what happens, then you do get mad. And I think that anyone would have that kind of reaction. I, I do agree that they were pushing him a little bit too hard. Yeah. Just to, yeah, but to, to offer a counterpoint, I mean, I get it. He And he says himself kind of in later episodes that where he recognizes that he comes off rough sometimes and that he doesn't mm-hmm. mean to, but it just may be the way that he says things and um, just his demeanor and, and he'll work on it. But um, it's interesting for me to watch this exchange because I I feel like I'm frequently asking people, are you mad or kind of are you okay or are you happy? Um, I very much care kind of what people's moods are. I'm a people pleaser. I want to make sure people are happy and, and good and having fun or whatever it is. Um, so I'm frequently checking in with people about their mood. And so when I come across people who are hard to read like that or maybe who are scowling or, or maybe talking aggressively, that's really difficult for me to kind of feel comfortable around or I'm worried that I did something wrong or, or whatever it is. And so I can kind of understand maybe the girls here being like, are, are you mad? Are, are you happy? Is, every, is everything okay? Um, trying to kind of get get through to him and I also understand how that would frustrate him and kind of set him off more. And so I think it's just this disconnect between them not really communicating or not maybe being close enough to really unpack that. But I totally get where the girls are coming from because I've I've totally been that person to be like, are you mad? Are you mad? Are, are you okay? Um, you know, it's just it's just wanting kind of good, cohesive relationships to happen. One in harmony. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what they're picking up on, right? I think they're, you know they're sensing that maybe there's some discord there, maybe just for him internally, and and they want to get to the bottom of it and remedy it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's obviously not responding well to that, given their way of doing it. So because he's not responding well to that, though, would would you, like, keep going in, like, asking, though? Because it it seemed that's what was pissing him off. Like, initially, yeah – Asking if they're okay, if he's okay, if he's mad or something like that, that's that's fine. But I, there's a certain point that it, it gets to be a little bit much, no? Right. And I, I Correct. And I think that's where they just either maybe with age or, or immaturity or maybe in some cases wanting to kind of poke the bear, it keeps happening. Um, I, I agree. I think it I think it crosses the, the threshold of, you know, you're being annoying and you're, you're being kind of too probing about this. And and also Misaki hasn't known him for that long too, so right. right. I, and I think she does cross that line. Like I would be, I think I would react like Hikaru does if I just met someone. Like it takes me mm-hmm. a while to warm up to people, and if I just met someone and they're going to be my roommate, and then they just make this kind of baseless comment like, "Oh, you're a bad driver." That would immediately kind of just based like, on your the age wa- too, yeah, yeah. Like the walls would just immediately come down. I'd be like, okay, you and I are not. This is not going to work. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you. same. That's the same exact thing I, I, I thought too. It's different one on one versus a group setting. I think one on one, that's totally a valid thing to even if you ask more than once, just to make sure. But in a group setting, because then people wonder, do I have to walk on eggshells around this guy? You can joke around with everyone, but not one person who actually truly doesn't have an issue with it, mm-hmm. who's not angry. So I think the dynamic there, group setting, could be a bit different. So, all right. So Hikaru is a young boy who will soon become a man, and we will see his growth in this great show, Terrace House. But, Felix, I'm going to let you take this one because <laughs> someone comes in. Someone comes in. I don't know So who. enter y- Yuto Honda. A.K.A. Hansan, 
so he is the sixth person replacing Uchi. He is perfect. He <laughs> is an architect. Uh, he's in he's in grad school, right, for architecture, and he's about to graduate, I believe. I don't know if he is in grad school because he went to college. Oh, he went yeah. to, I think, for maybe literature Education. and i think he, yes thank Tok- you Education. yeah he's in tokyo u currently yeah and because he said that he wants to go to harvard for grad school oh yeah and the, the, you know what was his second choice i don't columbia that's weird so his second choice not his first jim how do you how do you feel about that <laughs> i just want to say that columbia university in the city of new york is an excellent <laughs> institution of higher learning anyone who says otherwise <laughs> is a sad, I mean, not sad a, person. It's not good enough sad. to be Hansan's first, though. So I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Quick, All right. Quick footnote: Jim uh, went to Columbia, so only for um, grad school. Only for grad school. Only for grad school. Hansan should be so lucky. But go ahead. But go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So, because you have a lot of good to say. I have some not so good. But I want to let you finish. We're gonna fight. Yeah. Hey, that's what I said, man. <laughs> so, I said like this might be it for our friendship of ten plus years. Uh, and then the question comes up, uh, do you have a girlfriend or you're in a relationship? And for first on this season, I'm not sure in, in, in the, any of the other seasons, he says, yes, I actually do have a girlfriend of two years. So and the girls that, all collectively faint. Yeah, yeah they, they, they're, they were like, uh, did she, they were, they were drilling him with questions, not just about his job and, or, um, what he does and, you know, uh, why did he come? But also, is it cool with your girlfriend that you came here and stuff like that? It's They seem to have asked him a lot of questions. But my first impressions of him is that he's like, he's, he's super humble. He's perfect. I, I just, I have like all the, like this list of things that like my first impressions of him. But he's like humble. I like his voice. Like he's very, he's very witty. And that's probably my favorite thing about him. You know when they ask uh, how long I, I forgot one of the girls asked him a question twice. Misaki, and, I think. Misaki, yeah. yeah. And what does she ask? I want to say she asks how long he had been dating his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that's so, what she asked. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, like I said, this is the uh, second time you've asked." Like the second, but... second time <laughs> asking, yeah, in two years, and I thought that was super attractive. <laughs> Like and and like also last but not least he's also left-handed and you know they say that those who rule the left rule the world there are a lot of lefties on this show i i noticed that i think arman is left-handed mm-hmm. hikaru might be but I, i'd have to go back and see i i yeah i thought that kind of recently it's 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 kind of weird but so what were y'all impressions all right, Cassie, you should go because I'm, I mean, th- this is going to be like a cross-examination where I, j- like, Felix just went and he, it's all good. I don't know your thoughts, I'll but I'll try to bridge are... the gap here. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yes, yes. Well, I do, Felix, it's interesting, I think, that you say that he came across humble because when I was re-watching this and he said, oh, you know, my my choice for grad school is, is Harvard or Columbia. I kind of thought, is that a humble brag? Is that him kind mm-hmm. of just casually dropping into conversation? Oh, Harvard. Because 
I'm, you know. They did ask, though. They asked him what That's his plans true, were. but I like, don't know if there, I would Because he said he was going abroad. I'm sorry. Like I, I will, I'll stop interrupting. You, you finish. And I will, no, you're fine. I just... <laughs> okay. I was wondering if, if he comes across a certain way, but really what he's saying is... Like, he knows that he has some appeal, and he's definitely running with it. Like, he knows that he has a cool factor. He knows that these girls are into him. You know, he, he can kind of come in there with some swag and and shake things up. Um, interestingly, when I first watched these episodes, I did not like him at all. I thought... Really? Oh, yeah. I thought the hype around him was just, like, Whoa. completely overblown. I just did not, like, not really a fan. I didn't get the appeal. Second time around, I'm appreciating some things a little bit more, but I still see him as, I think, a lot more self-aware of his role in the show and what he can get out of it, whereas some other people, I think, are just so immersed in, like, this is this experience for me, and, like, I'm going to meet people and have fun. I think he's keenly aware of kind of his place and, and the role that he's going to play. Um, so that's that's my thought. I don't love or hate him. I think I think he's just – he's a really interesting character, but there are some times where I'm like, you know what you're doing. You know exactly what you're – what kind of game you're playing here. Are you still there, Felix? Sorry. No, he checked out. No, he left. He's like, bye. <laughs> yeah, he sounds so far away. Okay. Well. I just didn't want to interrupt. But yeah. Jim, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you. you we can, we can, we can go. The gloves are off, baby. I'm not a guest host. Cassie, I really, it's fascinating how you said the first time you saw it, you didn't see what the appeal was, but you actually think more of him now, the second go around. I'm the opposite. The first time, I wasn't quite at Felix's level, but I was really, really digging him. I thought, he's this cool guy. He comes in. He's pretty level-headed. This time, though, so Felix, you you mentioned you rode down a lot of stuff. I, too, wrote down stuff, so I'm just going to go ahead. I'm not going to spend too much time on each topic, but I do need to make it known. Uh, So this first one, as petty as this may seem, anyone can say they want to go to Harvard. Anyone can just say it. You can just say things in life, and it's fine. I want to work for the government. I want to be president. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm saying it right now. It's being recorded, so people are hearing that. So I said it. You can just say things. And it doesn't mean there's a good chance it's going to happen. And to look, to be fair, we don't know. But it's that thing that I have whenever I tell people about going to Columbia University in the city of New York. Um, which is a joke, by the way. I don't actually give a shit. But, like, I see what you're saying, Cassie, where it, it does come across a certain way. You can't help it if that's what you want, especially if, let's say, he already applied and he got in. And then the question becomes, right, they ask, where are you going? We're going to say, oh, I'm, I'm going to Cambridge. You could say that. But at some point, you have to say, yeah, I'm going there. But when it's at this like this level, look, you can shoot for the stars. But I wasn't as wowed as everyone else seemed to be. Good for him. But that's that. Can I add something? Please. I don't know if you know, but like Tokyo U, Tokyo University is already a pretty big deal in in Japan. Okay. So it's it's probably on the level of like Harvard to Americans. So, but not only that, I can see how it's like a humble brag for saying that he wants his first choice is Harvard. I I just don't. I'm not getting the same. It's I don't think it's bragging because he doesn't. He didn't say that. 
I'm going like I'm definitely going to get into Harvard or something. He says he's he's going to try to get into Harvard. That's true. That's fair. It's not it's not him saying like my first choice. Is, like, he did say my first choice is Harvard, but he's, he's I'm going to try. So I think you you have to take the wording as it is. Yeah, and to your point, if he had if he had kind of introduced himself and said, "Yes, I'd like to go get a graduate degree in architecture," and just stopped there, I think people would have been like, "Well." you know, where, what, what kind mm-hmm. of program are you going to do? What, and they would have, cause they asked his future plans and he said, I'm, right. I'm getting ready so, to travel abroad. And of course their next question is why? Yeah. I can't appreciate why he had to, he had to nail down a specific there, but I don't know. I think maybe to like an American audience, people are saying, Oh, I'm going to Harvard. You're like, okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, that's my role on this podcast, but I'm not done. Um, <laughs> When they ask about his girlfriend, he forgets how old she is. Yeah, he that's says a red 23, flag. I think. Really? They've been dating for two plus years. Felix, do you want to try to defend that or should I just keep going? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> See, you're honest, and I like that. There's nothing that can be said. Um, this one, uh, he. Mm, okay, this one. He was eating the curry real close to his face. That's so petty. I know. I know. Oh, that, that, that doesn't count. Oh, I know. I know. Okay. Next, okay. Mulligan, next. mulligan, mulligan. Fine. Okay. The comment that you liked where he says, this is the second time I've answered this. It was quick and witty. It also, it was a tad rude for me. I didn't really appreciate that comment. I disagree. Yeah. I disagree. Yep. Well, Felix definitely does. I just, I don't know. There was just kind of something about it, especially, and maybe because I'm focused more on, okay, the social norms, right? But, you know, we talked about when people come into the house, they just, they're just getting to know people. And to be that way so quickly, it, 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 it had a bit of an arrogant flair to me. So I, I wasn't a big fan of that. That being said, I, I don't hate him. I don't really dislike him and i i like people with flaws to me these are slight flaws and i think he's interesting because i think the thing that we can all agree on is that he's absolutely going to be that sage like role model there because he seems like he does have his shit together he seems very even keeled and very to the point and he seems super helpful despite my trashing of him so I think that's you're what just I, trying to I will find, say. Because of that, that you like people with flaws, I think you are just trying to find anything and everything to to hurt my dear Hansan. And, you know, a part of it, too, is that I touched on it briefly when he talked about wanting to go to Harvard. Natsumi is completely, insanely obsessed with him to the point where... And so, before I get into that, it just... That sort of contributes to my feelings toward him a little bit. Like he picks up like the dry noodle or whatever. And Natsumi goes, Oh, he's so clean. Oh my God. Like he just cured cancer. I mean, cancer. I would love that. I appreciate people who clean up. After I, I don't, I agree that she's obsessed with him, but that doesn't seem like, Oh, it's just cause it's Hansan. She went overboard. I think she would have done that for anybody. Yeah. She's living in a house of slobs. Like you see one, yeah, you see messy. someone who comes in and is kind of aware enough to pick up, dried food from the floor and you're like oh my god this wonderful person yeah yeah the bar is so low though isn't it yeah we can acknowledge yeah, that the bar that. is very because, low yeah, yeah and, and that is a low bar just picking up a crusty noodle off the table like that's, <laughs> oh, that's how low the bar is for uh, 
disgusting yeah i don't think it's i agree that she's obsessed but i think that i i don't think like that that example that you're giving is an example an example of it is when they kept repeating when he's coming home oh that, yeah that was a big deal they re- repeated i think they said it about three or four times between misaki and nachan yeah it, so, and yeah go ahead let's just uh, uh hansan's perfect and he can do no wrong so yes <laughs> Period. Going going towards the end of this episode, uh, I want to point out that the point that Misaki stated when they were talking about Hansan, but I'm not trying to say like I'm not trying to talk about more about Hansan. I'm more well, you are, but you won't because yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind and considerate. <laughs> yes, Misaki echoed my feelings of seeing someone doing what they love and how they glow. I just wanted to point that out real quick. She said it was really fun watching Hansan build the table. It, it it it's it's just the same thing with me. Whenever you see somebody uh, doing something that they love, it, it it's a really attractive quality. It's also and really attractive seeing the housemates get exploited for free labor. Manual but labor. That's beside the point. Yeah. I also just <laughs> on that point, Felix, about watching someone do what they love. I was I didn't quite know how to react to Hanson saying. Uh, well, when I was in kindergarten, we built a shack, so that's why I wanted to become an architect. And I just was like, that wasn't could cute. you, I mean, it was cute, but like, could you imagine doing something in kindergarten and that being the thing that drives the rest of your life? Like, in a way, I think I'm just jealous of that because yeah. like, I'm 25 and perpetually having a quarter life crisis. And I'm like, this dude has <laughs> known what he's wanted to do since kindergarten. Yeah. Like, I- I Screw mean, me. <laughs> yeah, no, I no, I I think you're 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 getting to it right there. Like, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Though he did say he gave up once. He did give up once. Once. Yes. Yeah, and then How came humble. back to it. <laughs> so I'm just I, okay. All right, fine. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I just want to add that I actually really did like that from Hans. Yeah. Like, I really I admire that. He's for, very authentic. For some reason, yeah. Even though he wavered, he came right back. And maybe to me that that's such a true sign Human. that this is what you are meant to do. I don't necessarily believe in fate, but I think hearing him talk about his path, his journey, that's as close to it as you can get in terms of a career, at least. So I really admire that from him. Yeah. All right. So before I turn to Felix... um, Episode 25 ends. We see there's nothing too crazy that happens here. uh, But the one thing that I'll point out and really don't need to discuss because I talked about it at length from episode 24 already. But there's another instance of Hikaru getting told that he seems angry and being asked if he's angry. So this comes up again pretty much in the same exact spot as the last episode. Um, But it ends on on a good note because we see Hikaru and Misaki flirt a little bit, and Hikaru eventually asks her out for a ride on the back of his motorcycle. And it looks like they have a date set, there's some chemistry there, and we'll see how their relationship develops. Okay, to get to the last episode, episode 26. Alright, uh, we see Honda, I'm sorry, Hansan. Sometimes I call him Honda because I don't want to buy into like, oh, the Hansan, so I have to be very formal about it and say Honda. Honda, Yuto Honda, yeah. Stop being a hipster and Fine. Just call him Hansan. Hansan and Misaki are talking, and Misaki asks him out. It's pretty quick, and I couldn't tell. I don't really think there's anything there. I think it's just Misaki's 
willingness to speak before not not even before she thinks but just to say what's on her mind and mm-hmm. she just wanted to get to know him a little better and so they go out for burgers those burgers looked really good by the way the avocado on them looked so good yeah they they definitely looked very good that yeah. the places they they get here man it's just a plus every time there hasn't been one place i'm like i would never go there there's like all the places that they go on dates and stuff like that. I always say like I want to go there. Thinking back to some of the older episodes, the amusement parks and the aquariums really stuck out for me. I mm-hmm. really want to go to a place like that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like Six Flags. I know Cassie does, since she has like a lightning pass light- or whatever you ticket said. Holder. Thank you. Do you very have a much. lightning? Do you have a lightning pass or whatever that? I don't. Shit is I'm called? not that legit. Wow. Oh Whenever I, I go, I have to get. That. I've never done it. I'm not that good with roller coasters, but standing in line makes it worse for me. Like my anxiety sets in, like, and especially standing in line for over an hour, I I might end up just being like, nope, (laughs) and bailing. But with the the pad, like the lightning pass or whatever, you can just go straight to, and strap yourself in, and then it's too late to to chicken out. So I like your go get him approach there, Felix. It's I'm getting better. That's a fearless approach. Yeah, we'll have to go sometime soon. Definitely. Oh, we passed by going to the shore last week, right? Yeah. Anyway, Hansen and Misaki are talking. They talk about Hikaru a little bit. Um, then we see a scene of all the housemates at dinner. Yakiniku. And... Sorry? Yakiniku. Oh, yes, yes. Yakiniku, which is grilled meat, right? I think we defined that many, many moons ago. So they're talking, and Misaki brings up her ex. She and Natsumi are sort of the focal points of the discussion. So they're talking about it. And Misaki mentioned that sometimes her ex calls her, or at least they text, or it, they communicate in some way. And Natsumi says, yeah, you can't help it sometimes. And Hikaru, very clearly annoyed with the whole thing, demands that they change the this, this subject. <laughs> with his leather hat. His le- leather trucker hat. He yeah. was hella rude. Just like, why are we still talking about this? Just like, He's like, do we have to talk about this? I think is his exact words. Yeah. And hey, this may be the you know the time I was defending him just a few moments ago, talking about how people just accuse him of being mad. This was actually him being mad. Not that it was justified, but you can understand it. You know, and that's maybe how an eighteen-year-old kid would express being frustrated with the situation. And I don't, I don't mean to give him a pass here, but I'm just saying that eighteen-year-olds. I mean, I, I, I had a lot of grown up to do when I was an eighteen-year-old kid. As I'm sure no, we same. all did. Yeah. I, I, I get it that also on on the other side of that, you also think that you know everything. You think you're an, you're legally an adult now, so you you are an adult. But still there's there's a lot of things that you come to learn, right? And you're still you're still young, very young at that age. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Cassie, were you like that when you were eighteen? I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, though I don't think it's hard for me to think about this because I don't, I mean, I hate to play the like women are more mature card. Um, I don't think if the roles were reversed, like I would have had quite the reaction that he did. I think his reaction was totally outsized and and just inappropriate, but I do think it's important to recognize just his immaturity just by factor of his age. Um, Mm -hmm. but it is, I mean, I don't know. It is kind of weird to watch him, especially kind of in this, this era and, 
kind of sitting sitting there or watching him kind of react this way. And I'm like, she doesn't owe you anything, dude. Like, she has a life. She has a past. She has history. Like, none of this none of this concerns you. Like, I don't know why this is a problem it's for you. It's also just not the two of you talking. Yeah. He would have some ground to stand on if it was just the two of them and she kept talking about her, her ex. But it came up naturally in the conversation and you're with all the housemates. Yeah, it was it was just a little concerning, but I, I I do think it's appropriate to just acknowledge his his age and you know, of course he kind of feels entitled and entitled to it or to her, yeah. I guess. I think you're both missing the point here that boys rule and girls, <laughs> girls rule. Yeah, that's it. So that that's I think it. explains so much of what we've just been talking about for the past hour. It's totally pointless now. Um, all right. So they get back from dinner and they're, they show the boys' room, and Armand seems to continue the discussion about Hikaru coming off in a certain way. And Hansan also, I mean, Hansan is the one who starts it, and Armand sort of picks up the torch. He really, he kind of goes in on him a little bit, but it's to the point that Hikaru, he seems to get it. I felt like mm-hmm. I was watching the light bulb go off. Yeah. above his head and he thought oh well i don't mean to and it really and this this was a nice scene of growth and i yeah. i i i really enjoyed watching this scene because then we see hikaru and misaki after we see arisa look at a hat for two seconds i don't care um hikaru and misaki are speaking it's the next morning and he apologized to her and says look i'm sorry and that was it and she said yeah it didn't come across great and it seemed like it was pretty good there. I, I have nothing more to say. I, I, I definitely liked that seeing that growth for him. And then we see a scene with Hansan and Arisa talking about building something for hats. I kind of didn't know or cared a whole lot for me what was going on there. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I, I don't have many thoughts on that. It might be me being totally cynical, and if so, I I own that a hundred percent. But. I just thought it was funny how I really appreciate, A, that Hansan is, like, able to kind of carve out quiet time for himself to work on his projects. I think that's really admirable, especially because it seems like no one else in the house is really ever working. Um, but I just thought it was so funny how Arisa, who has been pretty MIA for most of the show. Also working, though. Also working, yeah. but just, like, not in the house. Right. Um and just had this whole thing with Armand and, and how she's maybe naive or kind of also aloof in her own way. And how she comes in, clearly has a request that she needs Hansan's help with. Clearly has something that she wants him to do for her. And she's like, oh, I'm so stressed. Is there enough time to do this? Oh, I don't know what to do. And because Hansan is an architect and a helpful, kind person, he's like, oh, well, let me take a look. Oh, like we could do this. Oh, it would take X amount of time. We could do it this way, that way. Really, she says. But is there enough time? And I'm like, girl, just just sit down there and be like, hey, can you help me build this thing for my hats? Like, I don't know. I just like because. And on one hand, like I appreciated her scheming because I've totally done that, and I think we all do that. Like we try to get favors out of people, and we're like, oh, are you sure you don't mind? Like, oh, great. But then at the other kind of the other hand, I was like, girl, just just sit down and ask him for help. Like you don't have to kind of play this like naive kind of damsel like i need i need your design help um mm. i don't know i just and he he played right into it i'm sure he's he's smart enough to 
to see through it, but I just, I thought it was funny. I guess I wasn't smart enough to pick up on it, or it's just, I might not be able to see goats, so that's why I guess I didn't have... I think I recognize it, because, like, I've... I know how to scheme like that. Like, I don't know. Maybe women just like know how to scheme for things wow. that we want out of guys. Is wow. that, is that too real? Um, As we try to fight sexism on yeah, this show. Sorry, but like, I'm pretty sure any, any woman out there would know roles, what talking I'm about talking about. The, the I mean, no, hey, she's got to work what she's got. Yeah. She yeah. needs, she needs her hat display. She's got to work it. <laughs> her hat thing. I, that's interesting. The way, I mean, the way you pointing it out, I, I can I can see that a little bit, but I'm just oh man blinded. I'm, just, I'm blinded by the fact that I just don't care about Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> I know I really don't. I'm sorry, but I, I can definitely see that. And Han Hansan just I guess being the perfect man, the perfect man <laughs> he, that he is. Uh, of course, he would help. Uh, so maybe something weird will come. You know, like the dark horse couple if Hansan no has no. a moment of no. weakness no and no. cheats on his girlfriend of who's maybe no. 23 he doesn't know <laughs> TBD. M- maybe she has a name we don't know um so this ends with Hikaru's birthday the man child's birthday with the man child's birthday turning 19 right because he was 18 yeah so he's Ooh. 19 so he's a really young boy um they get him well, they throw him a, a surprise party, and Misaki gets him a gift. She gets him a neck massager, which is one of those gifts that's like, it's a it's a good gift. It's a little bit generic, but it's good. Like, it's not super thoughtful. I mean, they've only I, I, known each other for so long. Yeah, yeah. Jim, if she got him something super nice, like a scrapbook, people would be like, she's a stage five clinger, run away. Like, she kind of had to keep this uh, keep this in a neutral zone. Yeah, yeah, I And agree. she did make him a sushi cake, which I think is really thoughtful. Okay, okay. Yeah. Jim. Don't okay, hate on the neck so massager. Stop, stop hating. Yeah, stop hating. <laughs> no, I Maybe you, do I need to get you a neck massager? Yeah, I think he's salty. He doesn't have a neck massager. But also, I thought it was super cute, though, with Misaki's card. Oh, I thought that was so cringe. Ooh. That was cringe? Fight, fight, I had to fight, watch fight, that fight, on fight. mute. Hikaru definitely thought it was cringe, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah, he laughed a little bit. No, no, he definitely did he that face. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, uh, <laughs> uh, but I thought, I thought it was cute. I really did appreciate Armand, though, saying... I think you should read that out loud. He's so subtle about it and yes. doesn't move his face, but like knows exactly what to say to just like yeah. turn up the heat a little bit. And I shout that's out why to the, That's why that the one. producers leave him on the show because they, they know he uh, he facilitates things like that. Yeah. Right. He's been stirring shit these past couple episodes, but not in a malicious way, but with the, hey, you should do this person. <laughs> oh, didn't you do that? You know, he's, he's that little like weird devil on your shoulder. But not as like a fun devil, extreme. Yeah, yeah, like a chill yes. devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like the Hawaiian oh, devil. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like that a lot. Yes. Oh right. man. Okay. We should probably wrap it up soon. Yeah. Right now is that all right? Does anybody else have? I'm all out of stuff, man. I'm all good. Okay, uh, Cassie, you good? Yep. All right. Okay. So to wrap it up, we have an ending segment called MVP slash MVL, where we pick two people to fit those categories. Uh, so Cassie, as our guest, do you want to start or do you want to give, give you some time and uh, we can start? I'm definitely going to pass the buck so I can think about this. 
Oh Jim? boy. Okay. <laughs> you know, I also didn't think about this at all, but I'll based go. on so, all right, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was like, go I can ahead. do it. Go ahead. I wrote down. All right. MVP. I wonder who are my MVP. Oh God, what is an ass? I don't know. Hmm. Hansan. Hansan. Okay. Oh man, I who would have thought? Hansan definitely. Duh. I just. I don't. I don't want to go. I just. I would just be reiterating myself over. Uh, my MVL, Arisa. For me, she just did nothing this episode. Every time she talked, I forget. Like I, I'm surprised she was even there in the first place. So that's really only it. I know that's kind of mean because she's probably really busy with her business and and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just I don't really think much of her. I'm with you on the MVL and. It's not a personal thing. It's just that what does she contribute? Listen, there's a lot of numbers and stats that go into these uh, to these uh, awards. So, like, yeah. There's a formula, people. It's real. It's based on math. Um, yeah, Arisa, yeah, she's my MVL. Uh, she said maybe two lines the whole episode. We saw her look at some weird hats, and that was about it. Uh, my MVP, and I'm going to go... Extort a hat display. She what? Of, uh, extort a hat display out of Hansan. <laughs> She's so conniving, right? <laughs> um, my MVP, I'm going to go with Hikaru because the growth uh. that he put on display here, I really liked it. I really did. I mean, Hansan is honestly, despite my shit talking, for what he did, you know, in these two episodes that we saw him in, in 25 and 26 of the show, he he was good, you know. He mm. he did a whole lot of good. And I, I expect good things out of him, even if my initial impression was a bit less than favorable. But Hikaru was nice. I, I mean, he, he said, all right, I had this issue and it finally got well he didn't say it, it got through to him it got through to him that he had an issue with speaking to people and the way that he said things and he got over the hump he apologized and that was it and he really came to a realization that maybe he needs to change the way that he interacts with people so i like that from him so i definitely should have gone first because now everything i say is just redundant um <laughs> I think my MVP is also Hikaru. Um, I mean, not to like say everything you just said, but I think just the growth that he shows is is great to watch. And I think it's also compelling because he is still flawed. I mean, it's it's clear he's still 18. There are things that are kind of problematic about him, but he's trying. He's willing to listen to other people pointing things out to him. I think it's really tender him kind of dealing with these growing feelings for Misaki and asking her out and him kind of you know, being really tough about it, but then kind of quietly later being like, well, I don't, I don't know how to ask her. What do I do? Um, and I think that's, that's sweet to watch. I, I can't really be, um, any more original than saying that MVL is Arisa. Um, she's just, I mean, I wanted to say someone else, but really just like from a pure numbers standpoint, she, as y'all said, just doesn't really do a lot and doesn't really hang out with people. And then when she is around, it's just kind of quiet and meek and hanging with her hats just have your big hat (laughs) gala and then leave because we can see her right we can see the fruits of her labor right she gets hansan to build these i do give her like 10 points for that though like i'm i'm real proud of her for getting her you know stainless steel wire display situation (laughs) as a hansan original but yeah all things all things considered she's she's got to be mvl yeah pretty solid this week right we were pretty uniform Except you guys, for the most part, 
were blasphemous in the church of Hansa. <laughs> All right, time for some social media house cleaning. Visit us at welcometotourishouse.com. We are official now, so that's dope. That will link you to our Simplecast website. There you can find all our social media links. Twitter, I'm starting to use more. Twitter is the blue bird in case you don't know what Twitter is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they know what Twitter is. Uh, Facebook, i still in limbo with it, so I'm not sure what I want to do with it yet. And please find us on all your favorite podcasting apps. And also subscribe if you like what you're hearing. Also on that note, if you can give a review on iTunes, that helps us greatly. So we'd really appreciate it. We got some already, and we're super grateful for them, and so nice hearing from from you guys. Last but not least, please share with your friends, too. If they're fans of Terrace House already, great. If they're not... We feel that it, this is a really good aid for people to to start, you know, uh, watching the show. So three episodes a week, not hard at all. And, uh, yeah, we'd also really appreciate that. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for the social media stuff. Jim, why don't you wrap it up? All right, folks, you just listened to episode 10 of Tourist House, where we covered episodes 24 through 26 of Terrace House. Please join us next week for our 11th episode, where we will cover episodes 27 through 29 of Terrace House. And also a big thank you to Cassie for coming on the show. We really had a great time talking to you, getting your insights. It was such a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Until next time, folks, this is Jim. This is Felix. This is Cassie. Take care, everyone. Peace. Bye. Bye.